From creator Frank Mueller comes the comic series The Devil You Know. One late night, Graydon Cross comes home to find his family slaughtered and Satan himself standing before him. Fueled with rage, he rushes towards Satan, but is struck down before he gets to have his revenge. Upon his death, God appears before Graydon and gives him a choice. Graydon Cross, I am God. Your family and yourself were murdered by Satan. You may choose heaven, hell, or revenge. I'll send you to hell with powers I have given you to kill Satan. But if you kill Satan, you must become him. Do we have a deal? Deal. His desire for revenge too strong to ignore, Graydon agrees to God's terms and descends to hell on a mission to assassinate the devil and avenge his family. Upon finding himself in hell, Graydon must battle his way through an army of demons, all the while discovering the limitations of his new powers. The Devil You Know, written by Frank Mueller, available on Comixology and AcesAndAidsPress.com. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Another episode of Candair, episode 69. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Jeremy Colley, Jack Dord, Jeff Holcomb. And joining us today, we have Sal Brucolari, the writer of the online comic See You Next Tuesday, and also the writer of Soul Man Number One. It's going to be launching on Kickstarter May 31st. Thanks for being with us, Sal. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for saying my last name correctly. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, with a little help, we got there, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few things we're going to be talking about today. Uh, looks like the Star Wars standalone movie has a title now. We'll be mm. touching on that. Uh, what else? Suicide Squad finds itself in the rumor mill. And then after all that, we're going to turn over to Sal and talk to, talk to him about some of his projects. But before we do all that, let's get to recaps. Recaps! All right, Jack. Starting right in on recaps, you have something uh, Marvel at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, Jeff had it in the rumor mill. Marvel was supposedly not going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. Right. Well, it turns out that they probably aren't going to be. And I read an article, it was about a week ago, that kind of went into more of why they didn't. And basically, like the whole time at San Diego Diego Comic-Con last year, with all the other stuff going on, Marvel wasn't really the trending topic. Oh, really? It was mostly Batman versus Superman like Game of Thrones, Walking Dead type stuff. They didn't give me enough attention. Yep. So, <laughs> you remember last October when they came out with their whole Phase 3 and what they plan right. to do for the next million years? Mm-hmm. Well, that sparked a lot of uh, training topics and stuff. So, I guess it looks like they're going to maybe start doing their own deal. Like their own Comic-Con. Yep. What the heck? Yeah, when everything dies down, then Marvel's going to be like, Hey, look at us. We got our own thing going on, and this is what we're going to be doing. Marvacon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> Marvacon. I don't know. I when they released all those movie dates all the way to like what was it, twenty twenty, I was like, come on. Would you assume I don't know, obviously this is all speculation, but being that image does the image expo, maybe Marvel's trying to take a page out of their book and do Marvel Con. You know, know what I mean? Because Image has been doing their own thing for a little bit. Sure. 
They could definitely do it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they don't need any help from San Diego. They that in San Diego, there's crowds. so much other stuff going on there than right. Focus on me. Look at me. Well, yeah. On top of that, you gotta you gotta bring the whole company over over there. You know, what I mean, besides their Marvel Studios, I mean. Marvel's based in New York, so it probably costs a few bucks to go to all their staff over there, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Much cheaper just to throw their own affair. Even though they print money, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, basically. But, but you know, but, you know the, the, it's, it's, all, it's all relative that, you know, the, I guess you could say, convenience factor of it, probably. Yeah. Right. That'll be something to look forward to. A Marvel Con. Marvel Con! <laughs> all right. Anything else on that? Nope. All right, you also have something on Zelda, the not what was it, the live action Zelda show on Netflix? Yeah, when we were talking about all the new stuff coming on Netflix, mm-hmm. I think that was one of the ones that was supposed to be coming out. I right. think you had mentioned. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, the Wall Street Journal reported that Netflix was going to be doing it, but the CEO of Nintendo came out and said no. Said they're not going to be doing it, or it's not yeah, going to happen at they, all. They're not planning on doing anything like that. What? Yeah. Yeah, he said, I got it in quotes, As of now, I have nothing new to share with you in regards to the use of our intellectual properties for any TV shows, films, but I can at least confirm that the article in question is not based on correct information. Hmm. How well do you really think it would do, though? Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. I I mean, I guess I'm a Zelda fan, but I wouldn't sit down and watch that show. I'm Uh, really not that interested. It'd be hard to do, I think. Yeah. I think they could pull something off. If they did a new, I think if they did something like a story that we've never heard, if you take in the character like Link or mm. whatever, and you did something where the story didn't um, have to do with the game that we've already played, I think a lot of intrigue would come. But if you do it based off of a game that people have already played, I don't think anybody wants to watch right. that. But where everyone, I mean, as far as outcome. like, uh, right, exactly. So if you do something with with a different uh, storyline, I think it'd be great, actually. Hmm. Yeah, because I can completely agree with that. Because then you can keep going with seasons. Exactly. Ever since uh, Mario Brothers tanked, oh. Nintendo's held pretty tight Uh-oh. to any kind of their licenses. <laughs> and who could blame them? <laughs> that, yeah, that, Even though Dennis Hopper John wasn't John Leguizamo. Yeah. The fun uh, fact about that is they always came to that movie, the shooting, drunk. Drunk, yeah. I remember you saying that a while back. You'd almost have to. Did they? they yeah, they completely, if you read up on the... Uh, the whole thing, like they did a commentary way, way back on it was on Laserdisc of all of all things, and they're like, we hated this movie. We we read the script. We, only, we were only there to actually get a paycheck and then get the name put behind us. Right. And it was just they didn't have everything together. They kept changing the whole layout of the movie as they were going in, into production. Right. I uh, what was it? Like it was like a husband and wife team, yep. some kind of like uh, out there kind of hippie couple or something that did it. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were doing it together, and it was going great in the very beginning. And then they were just kind of leading away, like, no, maybe this should happen, or maybe that should happen. And hmm. They would do parts, and it was like a whole month wasted just because they decided to go something else. It was one of those things where, watching the commentary, you were like, okay, even at this point of production, you see how shitty this is going to be. <laughs> and you know you're not, I don't know, just stop. Just stop there. But we're at the day and age, though, where they could bring out like a CGI cartoon Mario movie. That would be cool. Yeah, I I'd think. watch that. Oh, they yeah. had that great. They had that great cartoon back in the day with uh, oh, Captain yeah. Albano. Remember that? Yeah, that was hilarious. Mario Brothers. Brothers Super Show or <laughs> yeah. something. Is that the, that was yeah, the one yeah, where they had like awesome. the, the real life guys? Yeah, and before each cartoon segment, shake your arms from side to side. <laughs> Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was it. That was it. <laughs> and they had a Zelda cartoon for that one too. 
<laughs> they did, didn't they? There was another Nintendo cartoon on Saturday mornings. Uh, the kid who had the power gun and he had a like, the glove oh, too. Yeah, he yeah. had the Game like, Boy as a sidekick. What the, the hell was, was that? The name of that? That kid Icarus was in it. Yeah, Mother Brain was one of the, yes. the evil guys. Wasn't it like Captain something? And like that egg, that's something like that. Captain, Captain NES maybe or something. No, Captain... I keep wanting to say Power, but that, no, that's the magazine. <laughs> Max Power. <laughs> no, it was I got Captain. it from a hairdryer. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, because he actually had the uh, the gun from yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> it was his gun. Mm. I can't remember. I know it was Captain something. Entertaining when we were kids, but probably not so much now. All right, anything else on that? No. <laughs> That'll do it for recaps. Recap it. All right, and with that, let's move right into the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. Rumors. Okay, Jack, something on WB Green Lantern. Yeah, I guess uh, Chris Pine may be the one to be Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern movie and Justice League movie. Really? Hmm. And who is this? Captain Kirk. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, the new Captain Kirk. Yeah. Sure, I can see it. I think he's just cocky enough to be able to. Oh to yeah, do it. he he was a uh, very good. Uh, almost said Picard, Kirk, <laughs> <laughs> not Picard. <laughs> you know when you when you said Green Lantern WB out of nowhere in my mind, I thought of Dean from uh, Supernatural. Oh man, why oh, did you God. think that? I have no clue. Like I thought that's the way you were going with it. <laughs> I'd love to do your Green Lantern show, but we're on season 37 of Supernatural. <laughs> Sam would be mad. Somebody died and came back, and somebody else was going to die. And... <laughs> but yeah, Can it's... he bring his dad's book? <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out the lantern. The darkest goddamn yeah. <laughs> All right, anything else on that? Nope, that's yeah, a big rumor. Warner Brothers is thinking about him. Alrighty. And then you also had something on Suicide Squad. Yeah, apparently Suicide Squad, the Joker, is going to be in it. You know, good old Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently his Joker's going to be based heavily on the Frank Miller's Dark Knight Joker. Mm. Well, that huh. that video you show where his hair is all cut and everything. Yeah. he It's the same kind of haircut like style that he had in mm-hmm. the Frank Miller book. Uh, he will be fit with bleached skin and scars all over his body. And there's going to be a lot of reference to Joker's past crimes, including the murder of one of Batman's sidekicks. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So hmm. this is like starting like deep into Batman's career. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Also rumored that uh, Hugo Strange is going to be in it. What? Yep. He's going to be the psychiatrist of Joker's. <laughs> Let's just fit every character yeah. in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm and excited. Also, also, there'll be a lot of... Uh, play with uh, Joker and and Harley. There'll be a lot of interaction between those two. Really? That's yep. good. Is that going to be similar to like the assault on Arkham how Harley Quinn was, you know, kind of still obsessing over Joker while the Joker was imprisoned or did they kind of say how that's going to work out? Yeah, I never thought about that if it worked out. No, I don't even didn't see that one, I don't think. Well, long story short, the Suicide Squad had to do something and there came a point where Harley Quinn actually saw Joker while he was um, being held captive at Arkham Asylum, so it was pretty cool, but I was just wondering when you said that he's going to be in it and there's going to have a little connection, obviously if she is, you know, she's on the good guy team of the Suicide Squad, how does that play out with Joker? Yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Got the wheels turning. There, it's so. sounding better as a movie. At first I was kind of like, ah, and then Jared Leto's the Joker. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. But it's starting to starting to look a little better. I'm sure it'll be good. Apparently also the uh, 
Harley's hyenas will be in the movie too. What? Maybe really? briefly, yeah. The hyenas? Probably, C- probably CGI. Probably, yeah, probably because they'll probably be yeah. huge too. <laughs> yeah. What were their names? I don't remember. Gosh, I'm I trying thought to remember they were the Joker's that. hyenas originally. No, she was the only one that took care of him. Remember, like he, they they would never obey him in the show. No. Oh, that was so funny. Huh. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. Sick 'em, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all, all right. I got on Suicide Squad rumors. All right. And that'll do it for the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. The rumors. All right. And with that, let's just move right into our comic talk. Who wants to go first this week? Let's Sal go. Sal, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, so, I mean, I read, I have my pull list every week or whatever, but, uh, recently I've been reading, uh, Jayco. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's, um, it's a, it's a manga based off of, um, well, long story short, it's the guy who made Dragon Ball Z and he's doing something else, but they just released an English version of it on, um, over on Comixology. So I was actually catching up on that. It's a pretty good series. Uh, this basically, this alien comes down to earth and he's crashed there and he happened to land on this island where there's only one scientist, but he happens to be the only person who could probably get his spaceship back into flight. And it's more or less like the same comedy you'll see in Dragon Ball Z, but I came across that and it's pretty good. But besides that, like I'm reading books like East of West and Batman and witches, you know, you know, Southern bastards, like both books like that. I need to catch up on Southern Bastards. I only got like the first couple issues in, but I got oh, that first great. grade. Yeah, what I read was awesome. You were it, about to say something, Jeff. The, the Jaco, was it J A C T O? J A C O. J A C O. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really good. It's and it was cheap too. It was like it's like two hundred something pages, and it came out to like I think it was like five bucks. What? That is. Yeah, I read the uh, the pilot of that, and I I didn't know if they continued it. Yeah, that it was awesome. good. It's really good. I mean, if you if you like the same humor of Dragon Ball Z, um, it's definitely something you should look into. Is it like the shows where there's, you know, there's 20 minutes of grunting? Is there just pages? No. <laughs> no. no, I'm no. just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was definitely good. But um, yeah, I've been reading that, and like I read like um, you know, uh, Millar's uh, Chrononauts. That's been pretty good. Um, reading Descendants. I'm reading a bunch of stuff, but like my list is mainly like currently it's been like a lot of Image and Marvel, and like as far as DC goes, it's like you know Batman and um, Detective Comics and things like that. Nice, very nice. So you guys are probably gonna have to look into that. As big as Dragon Ball fans as you are, yeah. Yep. I've read. I only read the pilot. I even. I, I thought that they didn't even pick it up or anything. So that's yeah, I'm not sure cool how it went out. with TV. I'm not sure how it went with TV, but as far as the the actual manga goes, it's like I said, 250 pages. It's only five bucks. That's so definitely worth the buy. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. beat that. Yeah, it was yeah. a. Uh, I actually uh, a friend showed it to me, but they do one shots every year, and it was actually a jump one shot. That's why I was shocked because there's another jump one shot that came out the same year. I'm wondering if that continued on. And this is what I get for not pursuing. So <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know actually about it. I was um I went on to just get my normal like pull list or whatever, uh, and it was actually being uh, advertised. It was like a Saturday morning, and it was being advertised. So I was like, oh, I'll check it out. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. it was good. Very I cool. appreciate you bringing that one, so now I can go look it up. <laughs> yeah, no problem. That's the whole point, Jeff. <laughs> Wait, you guys are Dragon Ball fans? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Quick question. Uh, sorry to get off topic. No, go Goku, Goku or Gohan? Oh. oh. 
I'm still, ah, I'm still Goku. <laughs> I'm still Goku. Okay, me too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably have to say stick with that too. Because it seems like Gohan just kind of gave up his training just for schooling, which is what he wanted to do. But I like it. Strength-wise, I would always see his father just keeps he kept going. Yeah, he gets, gets stronger and stronger, constantly training. Absolutely. I just wanted to see that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. I have to definitely check out East to West because Sal's the second person that's been on the show that had mentioned that. I know that's I've true, heard that yeah. before. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I've been. I found out about it a long time ago on the uh, the Word Balloon podcast when they interviewed Hickman, and I just followed it after. And when it came out, it was great. I actually get that book on Comicsology, and I get the print copy. And I just don't read the print copy. I just leave it in. In you know, I, don't, I feel like they're they're on something with the book it's really good if you like like it's like a western with mixed with like political intrigue and like elements of judgment day yeah definitely sounds yep. good <laughs> yeah it's cool it's really good uh, if you like like things like that like it's a slow build but then when when they when the they finally get to the you know the the climax of the storylines oh it's fantastic nice we'll have to remember that one who wants to go next i'll go next go for it I finished, after having it all together for a, a couple of months, I finished the Avengers and X-Men Axis. Oh, the right. The event that went on. Right, right, right. Holy crap, it was good. Really? Yeah, that, that was good. After reading Damn. Original Sin <laughs> and being disappointed with that one, this yeah. one totally turned it around. Balls. And it's all, it's kind of a, the old mind swap stories where the good or people's brains get switched in the opposite bodies right well it pretty much kind of happens that way like when i was talking <clears> about the magneto series when he was fighting against the red skull <clears throat> he ends up killing the red skull and his mind power goes into a, a sentinel and he becomes a red onslaught oh, so, oh okay that's how he ends up doing that and then they're trying to fight him uh dr strange and scarlet witch end up trying to Use magic on Onslaught to kind of... They had this idea that, well, Doc, or Professor X is still in there. Maybe they can switch it around so Professor X will come back and he'll be good. Well, during that, uh, there's a huge explosion. Everyone gets knocked out. Everyone wakes up. All the villains are gone. They pack up everyone, pick up Red Skull, bring them back to Avengers Tower. And then everyone has this real bad attitude. And it turns out that all the heroes ended up going bad and then all the villains ended up going good what yeah, yeah it, was, it was all but two uh nova and spider-man and spider-man yeah yeah yep. and then everyone else was just completely switched uh, yeah they had like this big meeting to get all the avengers in for this big meeting and uh captain america falcon ended up using pin particles to zap everyone in the microverse that wasn't there so they had no good guys were were around except for nova and spider-man and they ended up getting uh. away I, I'm going to have to read this now, damn it. That was insane. insane. Just like you said, I mean, after Original Sin, I was so, like, just disenchanted. I was like, eh, I'm just going to skip this next event. Sounds like the one I should have read. There's, like, a robbery going on or something like that, I think, and then Carnage comes swooping in. He's just He leaves a note that says, your friendly neighborhood Carnage. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man's like, what's going on? Holy cow. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be reading that. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, my God. But the X-Men ended up... They were fighting against the Avengers, too, because both sides wanted uh, Red Skull back. Mm-hmm. And Avengers wanted to kill Red Skull. X-Men wanted to get Red Skull and try to see if they can get Professor X back. Oh. So there's a huge fight. All of a sudden, Apocalypse shows up. 
What the heck? Is he a good guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he came in from. Um, that was in. That's what Bendis is doing over at uh, Uncanny X Men. They they you know got Apocalypse from there, and then they brought him. And when the X Men showed up. They were just like, oh, like, you know, think it was bad for the Avengers. And then that was actually, the, I don't know if you read it in whole, if you read it in issues, but that was a, the, probably the best cliffhanger of all of Axis. Holy cow. Of which one? Of Axis. Uh, I believe it was number, I forget which one. It was, um, I forgot the number of the comic, but it was when, you know, Cyclops came and all the X-Men came with them and they were with Apocalypse. That was the, the cliffhanger of the, oh, yeah. of the one issue. Oh, it was the best. It was the best cliffhanger of all the issues of Axis. Yeah, it was good. Every time I, I was sitting there, I put down an issue and I was just like, oh, my God. Misty's like, what? I'm like, the story is nuts. <laughs> Next issue, starting. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'll wait for the trade to come out. I didn't even. I'm stupid. I didn't even wait. I was just like, I, I just get the new issue every month, and then you're done in ten minutes, and you're like, okay, I'll read it again. <laughs> I, have to, I have to wait. That's that's one thing about comics that stinks. <sighs> you wait for a month, and then it's over in just a matter of minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, another month. I like sitting on them and then reading them all at once. Yeah, certain books I can't do it. Binge like. reading. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do that with Saga. That's what I do with Saga. Oh, nice. Yeah. I got to get that? caught up on that because I've, I've got the first trade on Comixology and I've read a most, I think I've read most of it. Yeah, Saga's really good. I'm pretty much caught up to the, as far as the trades go. That's another one that's like, I, I always say like that book to me is like, it's like, an intergalactic Romeo and Juliet if Romeo and Juliet had a baby and didn't die. Yeah. Huh. I can get behind that. I mean, yeah. I remember reading that first issue when it came out, and it was awesome, but I never went any farther than that. Suppose I better buy some trades. <laughs> yeah, you can get them at um, what, InStockTrades.com. You can get them for almost nearly half price or less. No shit. Oh, I start. Write that down. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> a free plug. A free in, plug for in-stock in trades. In-stock <laughs> yeah. trade? Yeah, in-stock trades with an S at the end. Uh, in-stockTrades.com. You can get pretty much anything is up to f- pretty much 25 to 49% off. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, I'll be doing it's all It's all back issues, though. <laughs> it's, it's never anything that's new. It's something that comes out, like, about four months ago. Oh, but yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I've got four months back to reading to oh, yeah. <laughs> Easily. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Very nice. Jeff, you want to go next? No? No. Jeff, <laughs> for shame. I have so many comics in my mind, but I can't really articulate them out at the moment just because, like, I've been reading a lot of web comics lately mm-hmm. just because I'm broke. <laughs> well, the wrong web comics. We've got oh, a whole yeah, digital catalog to give you before you leave here. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> You'll never be able to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> no excuses. I mean, I guess I could talk about one that I was reading recently, but it was kind of... The one you wanted me to read? It's pretty dirty. Like, I just... I'm shocked. I, I was just laughing at it because originally I watched... I, I originally read it because of one comic strip, and it is kind of random, but he puts it in like little categories, and I can't even pronounce the website. Uh, it's like Oglaf or something like that. O-G-L-A-F, I want to say, .com or .org or something like that. Anyways, the the thing I read was like this guy, he was all mad because like he wanted to drink wine out of, out of the skulls of his enemies. And he was wondering, like every time they pour it out, the, the eye sockets would leak all his wine. So he was like, bring me an enemy with no eyes. 
And he, <laughs> you see him fighting everything that had no eyes, and he finally found a worm that he killed. And when he went to go eat it, it would just fall on the bottom because it was like a cylinder kind of oh. skull. <laughs> it, was just, it was cracking me up. That's but out there. The weirdest thing, though, is like it's very, it's almost perverted, but it's so in a funny perverted way. Where like the very first comic talks about like some apprentice trying to get some, um, he's learning to do magic. Mm-hmm. But the person that's in charge of teaching him the magic, she's just like some kind of evil witch or whatnot. And he sits there and he, he like constantly masturbates or something like that in the very beginning. <laughs> and like when he does that, he's not allowed because when he does it, like a little, like a little uh, cum sprite would come out and run okay. towards her. <laughs> All right, I'll stop there. I'll stop there. It's an imagination so. and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I don't have any good comics to really throw out there. I mean, that one's fun to read. So if you're really bored, and just hit a random oh page and just start reading it. I pulled it up a, while he's talking about it. He paints this, a hell of a picture. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> this one that I pulled up while he's sitting there talking about it. There's the guy holding up the world like Atlas, the Greek god. Yeah. And this one guy comes up and he's like, hey, you're rocking that world pretty good. And another guy's just like, yeah, why don't you give me a blowjob while I do this? And then <laughs> he's just like, here, shoot at this state while you get me off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, geez. there's easier ways to get your jollies, my friend. <laughs> well, this thing is cracking me up. I mean, you got to look for the evil drug sniffing dog. Uh, I'll put that on my maybe pile. (laughs) Luckily, we have the explicit symbol on our podcast. (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Welcome, Sal. (laughs) I'm going to move into something a little less preverted there. All right. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) No, you're fine. I had to get something. (laughs) That's the point. Bring, Bring it all. All right, uh, what I'm talking about this week, uh, again, as anyone knows, I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan, and this past month we had something huge happen in the Turtle universe that's really never been done in any of the Turtle comic books at all. And uh, for those who haven't read it yet, I'm going to spoil the hell out of it right now. So I'm sure everybody knows it's been a week. Yeah, well, Donatello has been killed. As we've seen in issue number 44 of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. My favorite. I know, right? They killed yeah. my favorite one. Now, you know, in the past, I think during the, was it the Image Run or the Mirage Run of the sea of Ninja Turtles, uh, I think they had a part where Splinter died. But it was like a peaceful thing, natural causes kind of thing. And the next two issues, they kind of paid tribute to him. This was not peaceful. This was extremely brutal. This really made me think of the Joker beating Robin to death. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was it was Rocksteady who did the deed. And again, spoilers, he takes his sledgehammer and just puts it straight through the back of his shell, like into his back. And Ooh. there's a whole scene where he's like laying there on his chest, Donnie is, and you can only see the very top of his shell, but it's just caved in. And they're standing over him being like, Wow, I never thought it would look like that under there. Did you? Did you, Roxy? <laughs> no, it's pretty darn gross, you know. But, um, yeah, I I heard about it f- from Brooke and then online before I got to read it. But uh, once I did read it, man, that was, <laughs> was kind of tough to see. Yeah, they're fictional characters, whatever. But, uh, yeah, tough nonetheless. But I have seen a leaked page from the next issue, and it shows him laying in bed recuperating. So it looks like he's not really dead. Duct tape. That's his spine, though. Well. Like, is it the shell, like, his spine, basically? 
They just I, I don't it. think the comic books are leaning too much on actual, <laughs> well, actual I'm logic. I'm thinking in my head, like, what if he turns out to be like Oracle now? Hold on, let's call Jim well, Lawson. <laughs> see, well, here's what I'm I'm thinking. You know, since Nickelodeon acquired the properties to Ninja Turtles, and they started the run on IDW, and then the cartoon series, and then the cartoon comic. In all these new variations, they've done a great job at paying tribute to the past stories of the Ninja Turtles that have been out. And there was, I think it was the, maybe it was the image version where Donatello gets messed up at one point and becomes like half cybernetic. He's, oh, yeah, yeah. suits himself up like half robot looking yeah. thing. So I'm thinking maybe that's where they'll go with this to kind of it's possible. pay just, tribute to that. Yeah. But um, yeah. Clearly Donatello is the most dispensable character. Oh, I can't agree with that. Well, poor Don. I'd have to say Mikey. Yeah. What? I love Mikey, but well, Mike- I mean, if you're thinking logical here, like, what's Mikey bringing to the table? He's he's the comic relief. <laughs> yeah, but that's not going to defeat the Shredder. Agreed. But somebody needs to order pizza, though. <laughs> this is true. I don't want to see any of them go. So that was rough to see that. And that, that 24 hours where I thought he was dead was kind of rough. But, yeah, we're not going to lose him. But this, this series is ending at uh, issue 50, and this is number 44. So oh, what is that, August, I think? We'll see the end of the IDW Ninja Turtles. I'm really sad. This mm. is my one go-to. So It's definitely been a really good run. Yes, it's been amazing. It's been, yeah, it's been awesome. So... That's it for that. Check it out if you can find a first printing, number 44 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And with that, let's move right into... Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? Cole Devishire. Devishire, 16-year-old kid from Winnipeg. And what has Cole done to deserve a spot on our Wall of Judges? Back in 2011... He was driving on a stretch of road along uh, the Red River in Winnipeg, if you're familiar with that. Okay. He noticed a a blue jacket floating in the frozen waters. So he got curious, stopped, and walked over to check out, see what was going on, and found that there was a kid that had broken through the ice that was trying to get out. Oh, my God. So he used the uh, toe strap on his truck and threw it out to the kid. Uh, the kid couldn't hold on to it in the water because his hands were already turning blue. So he ended up making a loop out of it, throwing her out to the kid, and had told him to put it around his arms around it. And he was able to pull the kid out safety. Wow. Boy, he had to have got there in the nick of time, too, because, I mean... Any, you... any longer, it would probably have been already too late. Yeah. That's that incredible. Definitely a real-life hero. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. He was in, awarded with an honor award for bravery, which he thought was pretty awesome. I would say so. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the story, what was it, a few years ago here in Columbus, where I, a guy was driving home or something, and he saw some kids playing on ice. And oh, it was an apartment complex. I remember watching that unfold on the news. Yeah, that, a little that was kid, really sad. That they both end ended well. up passing away. For, or no, the kid survived, but he didn't make it. Yeah, that was yeah. sad to hear, but still very heroic deeds. He was one of our heroes, I think. Yeah, he yeah. was. And for that, Cole Devisher, you have found a spot on our wall of justice. In the hall of heroes. So continue your good deeds, Cole, and thank you. All right, a few things we're going to touch on quick here, and then we're going to turn our attention over to Sal Brooklary and talk to him about some of his current projects. So first, Jack, something on DC and Marvel? Yep, DC, It's right now it's got a thing going on called the Convergence. I'm not sure 
what that's going about. Do you know it all, Sal? Uh, Convergence. It's yeah. basically it's all the worlds of. Um, it's pretty much the multiverse is coming together. So pretty much the same thing Marvel's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny how everyone's on the same page. Wow. Okay. I was <laughs> wondering in a if different it was company, doing anything like in that. different books. See, I've been reading the Flash Fifty Two, and I haven't. I'm I'm behind probably about six or eight issues, so I haven't really I, I haven't really noticed anything going yeah, on. The, yeah, the convergence is pretty much um, all the worlds are coming together um, slowly but surely. So in June they're going to be getting rid of 25 of their their titles. Yes. And they'll be getting another 24, I guess. And the 52s are going away now. Finally. Finally. All of them or some of them. Uh, the whole 52 line, as far as I know, is going going away. Yeah, it's most it's most of them because uh, uh, besides Batman, but Batman was never technically the story of Batman never started over with like Snyder and Capullo's run just kept going even though everything else was New 52, they just kept running. Hmm. So pretty much, I guess you could say you're right. And so that Superman got a new suit again. Yes, oh, he did. <laughs> oh, Lord. The jeans and the t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. He got clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, all the all the comments I saw in that picture, people are like, it looks like he's on his off day working in the garage. <laughs> I, I was listening to uh, Tell Him Steve Dave, and I think it was Brian on there said about that outfit, he goes, he looks like when you go to the gym to work out and you see that one weird asshole who's working out in his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed for days about that. That's great. But they just changed <laughs> Superman's suit. I don't know why they're going ahead with it again, but... Well... Along with his new superpower. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman also got a new suit, which it looks pretty cool. Yeah, didn't she get a new suit recently, too? Well, she had that 52 look one. That was a little bit newer, but she's got an all new one. All new, new look. Mm. Which doesn't look too bad. All new, new, new look? All new, yep. new look. Oh. Yeah, Bat- Batman got one, too. She gotta go with the all oh. nude look. <laughs> Did Batman? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's... Well, I mean, it's the, it's the same uh, idea of the suit, but except he now has, like, some kind of, like... He looks like he went to Tony Stark and got a suit. Oh, okay. What? I know which one you're talking about. That. Yeah. Yeah. T-shirt, jeans, and a bat cowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I want to see that now. Man, yeah, it's for... it's all over. You can check it out. It's on. Um, I think Comics Alliance had it, and some other websites. Mm-hmm. And then with Marvel, they're getting rid of 33 of their series coming up to Secret Wars, which almost everyone on that list I've got on my pool <laughs> is one of my pool. Uh, yeah. Mm. So I'm going to have almost no comics to read after. They're going to come out with a bunch of new ep- new issues, pr- of probably of the same stories, just brand new and right. refreshed. Yeah. It's weird, too, because they have a lot of, like, comics they just launched, like, and then now they're ending them. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, they just launched uh, the, um, Superior Iron Man, and it's probably going to be done, and then you have Jeff Lemire's Hawkeye, and, like, they're not really giving away too much information as to what's going to happen when Battle World starts. I've been really curious about what's going to happen with Ant-Man having just started. I mean, that mm-hmm. doesn't seem like one they're going to carry over. Was that on the list of what they're ending? I don't think it was. Really? I think that was one of them. Like, Miss Marvel, I think, is still going. I mean, with the movie coming up, maybe, yeah. I'm sure they probably won't stop it, but I mean, if it's just going to keep going right into Battle World, or... I don't know. I still am really confused on Battle yeah. World. I don't understand 100%. Yeah. But it's it's not that... It's pretty easy. I mean, I watched... The, I don't know if you guys watched the press conference that they did at Midtown Comics, but I watched yeah. the press conference, and then um, I've been looking at the site trying to figure it out. So basically, they just took the world, like our world, and uh, 
and they basically put different storylines in different countries so like you know um i'm I'm not too familiar with the whole thing but like they'll have like the x-men are put in like you know westminster you know or the new york area and then that's like spider-man is more southern than that but i don't understand certain things like how they're gonna have like the age of ultron next to marvel zombies that's, and that's yeah that's one of the big ones i don't understand either <laughs> i don't i don't get it i don't know if like can you take a plane and then wind up in you know marvel zombies or can you take a plane and wind up in you know the civil war area i don't get that part if it's i like, was like if i was a person you know, not a character, not not a superhero. But if I was just a person in this new battle world, because I'm sure there are people there, because you have to have people, you know, to save and stuff. Do those people take a plane to go to a new part of the country? That's you know a theme park of Civil War. Or how does that work? I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's like flying over to Savage Land real quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go to Savage Land real quick. <laughs> let's, go, let's go take a visit to Old Man Logan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's little stuff like that that I have absolutely no idea. Understand well, yeah, how like it works. That map they put out, you know, I just kind of like you guys are saying, I just don't know if that's the actual geographical layout of the new world because if it is, it's going to take a huge part away from the whole Marvel universe for me. I love how they're rooted right within our reality. Stuff that happens mm-hmm. in our real life happens in in the comics, you know, like September 11th, for example. Yeah, that's a good one. That's I was thinking that. Yeah, that was an incredible book when that came out. Um, but or are we just going to now all fantasy lands and worlds and stuff? You like DC with it's yeah. just coast city and metropolis oh, yeah. and that's gonna really, really, really gonna ruin it for me if that's exactly if that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. I think the one question is is like if you have okay, so say like Bendis is writing um, Old Man Logan. So now I mean right now technically Wolverine's dead, but in the Civil War world he's not dead, so is there another Wolverine? Are you just telling stories with characters now and not, not working on some kind of um, I guess you could say some t- timeline? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't know. Not a yeah. clue, and I don't. I don't think I'm going to know until like <laughs> yeah. six months. I don't into think any. This. I don't think anybody's going to know until it's like yeah, like you said, a couple months in. Because even when it first starts, it's still going to be confusing. Yeah, yeah. I just wish there. I wish there to be someone out there who just knows it inside and out that would just call us but, up, send us an email, and say this is what's happening. Moving on, right? It's been announced through Twitter. <laughs> Kevin Smith has announced there's going to be a sequel to Mallrats. Yep. You see that? Yep. Yeah, what do you think about that? It's been a long time. I mean, are these guys still going to be hanging out at the mall? Or <laughs> <laughs> is it we just like following the characters years later? I'm excited. I love Mallrats. Yeah. I'd love to see Stan Lee make another appearance in it. I wonder if what's his name still standing there looking at the pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably sitting in his him. house. <laughs> fly, fat ass, fly! <laughs> Love that. Um, but yeah, because if you guys remember, he said he was done making movies some time ago, and then well, he they made, made the Tusk, Tusk yeah. and then he yep. uh, he announced Clerks Three, which is going to be filming next month, I think. I think so. Yep. So yeah, he's hardly hardly he's not the done. film industry. Yeah. That was all I really had on that, and then I wanted to also announce uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> Is coming to online streaming. Yeah, wow, Love that show. That's I, that's great. Except it looks like Netflix is going to be passing. Hulu, Amazon, and Yahoo are bidding right now. That is awful. 
That is yeah. awful. <laughs> that's you gave me great news and then you crushed me. <laughs> <laughs> Says the show could fetch, though, uh, 500000 per episode. I mean, the, those actors got crazy money mm-hmm. for that show. Reports say that the show has brought in more than $3 billion in only syndication since 1998. Wow. Man. That's insane. You know, you I was thinking about it because I was bummed too because I've got Netflix. I'm not going to be able to watch it on there. But if you turn it to like TBS or Fox, I mean, these stations yeah. may as well be streaming. 11 o'clock, it's usually on some channel somewhere. Right. Yep. Or if you have a DVR, I mean. You can literally make the Seinfeld network and never get bored. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jack, you had something on Springfield, Illinois. Springfield, Illinois has been taken over by Cobra. The mayor of Springfield, Illinois, Mayor Michael J. Michael Houston has surrendered the key to the city to the Cobra Commander. Under what uh, context? I mean, how... There's going <laughs> to... In April, from April 9th to the 12th, there's going to be a huge G.I. Joe convention. Oh, really? Yeah. So the, I guess they're super excited for it. So the mayor gave the key to the city to Cobra Commander. So I wonder why they picked Springfield, Illinois. I mean, was that like some significance in G.I. Joe history or is it just randomly picked? Or? Nothing said in there. It just said that that's where it's going to be taking place. Huh. Cobra Commander is quoted saying, Springfielders near and far accept your mayor's generous gift and let it be known that I too bring a gift for every man, woman, and child in the city that is so near and dear to my heart, an invitation to join with me. Join Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of Cobra Commander, the old old stoop Cobra yeah, Commander. Yeah. It was awesome looking. Man. Handed him the key to the city. That's awesome. <laughs> Makes me think of when, uh, what was it, San Francisco did the whole Bat Kid thing? The Bat thing. Kid thing, yeah. Yeah. It always goes back to Bat Kid with us somehow. Yep. <laughs> All right. Anything else on that? Nope. I got one more thing, real quick. Go ahead. Uh, there was a, the, the creator of Better Call Saul was on a Better Call Saul podcast. Vince Gilligan? Yep. Mm -hmm. He has asked that the fans stop trying to recreate the beloved scene of Breaking Bad where Walt throws a pizza on the house. I guess there's been a a bunch of pizzas thrown on top of that actual house. Oh, really? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Tourists are stopping by the Albuquerque house more frequently, and some of them have responded by throwing pizzas. There's people that plan whole vacations just around going there and scouting out those landmarks. I mm-hmm. think someone Brookworks with even did it. Because, you know, the, the car wash, their house, the built the strip mall where Saul's place was, the chicken place, they're all right there. And uh, I believe, unless they've taken it down when the series ended, they had a fake funeral for Walter White. Oh, really? Yeah, where they buried like a bunch of like memorabilia or something and like in one of the cemeteries there because a lot of the actual townspeople were pissed off that there was a <laughs> fictional character out there attracting all this attention to their actual, you know, deceased loved ones. Well, he was uh, in the newspaper too over there and in the New York Times, I believe. Was it really? Yes, sir. He was in the obituary. He's in the obituary. Wow. What in the world? Oh, man. It was so... I, I wish I could have been on the original airing of it, but at the same time, I wouldn't have been able to binge watch like I did and mm. enjoyed it so much more. I mean, I enjoy Saul a lot, but I hate having to wait every week for a new episode. I remember watching, and I was just like, now what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, now what? What do I do with my Sundays? <laughs> now what do I do with my life? Yeah. That was a great show. All right. Anything else? Nope. That's all I got. 
One more thing here. The first Star Wars standalone movie has been announced. It's going to be coming out December 16th of 2016. It's going to be called Rogue One. That's all that got surprised me. Yeah. I can't wait to see it, though. It's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. And I'm, Star Wars is just going to have so many more branches in its tree now because of Disney, you know? Yeah. With the, the Rebels that are on TV now. and uh, That shows so good, too. The new movies and now the standalone movies. It's just going to get so much bigger than it ever was. Disney's going to make a big Star Wars part of the Disneyland. That's I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. I hope it's good, though, and not like too children-oriented, but... I mean, well, they did the Harry Potter. Well, that was Universal that did the Harry Potter. Yeah, thing. yeah. I don't know if it's at the if it's at the Magic Kingdom. It's we'll see. <laughs> It'll probably be pretty kitty oriented. Again, December sixteenth, two thousand sixteen. Rogue One. All right. Anything else you guys have to talk about before we cut over? No, I think it's time to end the show. All right. Well, we want to thank everyone. For, no, <laughs> just kidding, Sal. Well, see you later. <laughs> All right, let's turn over to Sal Brocolari and talk about some of his projects. Thanks again for being with us, Sal. I'll thank you guys for having me again. I appreciate it. Anytime, man. We love uh, having artists on and seeing what you guys have to bring us this week. And it looks like first on the list is a online comic you have. See you next Tuesday. Yep. Um, it's been around since 2012. Very nice. Oh, my. Yeah, a couple years or three years, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's in 2012 we just did a little, um, we just did like, five pages and just put it out there just to see if people would respond and they kind of did so i was like okay let's regroup so we republished the five pages in 2013 and at the end um because we did like this whole thing where we uh in the first like five pages we saved santa claus with um our main character the bride of frankenstein right um aka tuesday um but she saved uh franken uh she's saved santa claus from frankenstein and his zombies that was in 2012 so then fast forward we said you know what let's redo it let's put it back out and let's do it as a web comic because we weren't sure we want to do it we were kind of just pitching it around and um a lot of people gave us good feedback and they were just like hey like this this has a home but you got to find something for it so we were just like you know what let's do a web comic and this was like right before comiXology did their whole submit thing so we were like let's get it out there and let's just do it and we've been running consistently since december 8th of 2013 yeah every tuesday we have a new page now the the pre- premise of this and this is going to be very basic what i say i'll have to have you elaborate but yeah sure pretty much the bride of frankenstein which is named tuesday is now like solving crimes like a detective and mysteries and stuff like that right yep she's a detective in the monster community she works for the monster community police department and um she's their lead detective uh her overall case she's always looking to get closer to frankie uh who is frankenstein's monster and he is uh the basically the godfather of the monstafia and um (laughs) so she's trying to get to him but as she's trying to get to him uh she's actually has a hit on her head uh from him so now she attracts all different kinds of you know uh from melon heads to any other kind of uh lore that we can use and She's trying to get to him, but she's also solving cases because she's doing her day job. Um, She has a a sidekick. uh, His name's Robert the Doll, who comes from an actual lore uh, from down uh, down south. Uh, I knew it. Okay, I I was hoping that's what it was. Oh, God, yeah, I know that one now. Everything everything we do and see you next Tuesday is uh, real to an extent, question mark. Um, So 
basically we look at lores urban legends uh myths all the stuff and we're like okay we're gonna put everything there in the monster community monster community is this little community that's between connecticut and new york and um see yes sir the mc <laughs> you got it <laughs> somebody read thank you we have a reader um but yeah so basically um it's right in there and then we have like the Loch Ness Monster in there her name's Nessie uh, and we have all kinds of things like we have Robert the doll who's her sidekick who's this doll who came to life and there was a story from uh, I, I believe it was sometime in like the 70s where this kid he was killing things and he was blaming it on his doll and he killed I believe it stopped where he killed his cousin and then his parents or his, something like that they, but they put him in a sane asylum he kept claiming it was Robert the doll did it Robert the doll did it that actually doll that belonged to that kid is currently in one of the horror museums of um, from down there and you can go and see him and they say is the doll uh, when you're least expected he can, he's always watching you so his eyes kind of have those eyes that that move um, yeah. but they don't move and his head turns but they say you can never see a turn he's a um, creepy son of a yeah, bitch that yeah, doll. yeah he is you gotta ask him to take a picture mm-hmm yeah, he's in, in our in our you know he's our wisecracking um, sidekick, so he's always got something to say about everything. Uh, so while there's something serious going on, he'll be in the back of a panel just doing something. We have one scene where he's in a hospital, and um, around that time my son was born, so I spent a couple you know days in the hospital. So it kind of just I guess seeped into my head. And what happened was he was playing while everyone's talking, trying to figure out what's going on with the body that was in a coma. He's sitting there playing with his hand sanitizer as it keeps coming out. So <laughs> he's like a little kid. Um, wow. And then we have we have the, I guess you could say, um, Tuesday's partner. That's Officer Pigstein, and he's based off of the myth of uh, pig of pigmen. Uh, which, if you've seen what was it, in the movie Saw, they had the, the pig masks. Well, that comes from oh, a lore. Yeah. yeah, that comes from an actual lore. I believe that lore is from. Uh, there was one in Canada and there was one in Chicago, um, and these there were pig people where, um, I guess you could say, you know, pigs after a while of you know evolution, somehow formed into a humanoid form. Sure. So we you know we took both of them, and, and but they're good guys, you know what I mean. And then we have you know the Bride of Frankenstein's enemies, which would be you know Nessie, who's the Loch Ness monster. Um, you know by day she looks like this little hottie, you know, and you know anytime she wants she can turn into the Loch Ness monster form. And she has her, she has her bodyguard. So when she's like you know in her humanoid form, she has her bodyguard, and he's a, um, a sheep squatch, so half Sasquatch, half sheep. Um, And so, you know, we do all these crazy things And it's just a lot of fun It's very, um, I guess you could say It's very noir It's noir meets um, action And we use Robert to break up the intense scenes To just give us some comedy Um, And and the best part, or my favorite part I'm not going to say the best part Because that's subjective My favorite part of it is the noir aspect So you live the reader lives inside of Tuesday's um, her, her head and everything she's thinking you're hearing so my favorite part about that is today right now right now you're talking to me you're listening to me talk but you might be thinking about something else so 
technically, if you, this was a comic book, your thought balloon would be above you or your thought box would be above you while I'm speaking about this. And that's what we're doing in the book. So she may be saying one thing, but she's thinking something else. You get both aspects. You get what she's saying. You oh. get what she's thinking. Um, they and say a lot of times that she doesn't usually talk very much, too. Yes, correct. She yep. doesn't. Um, and, and because she doesn't need to talk all the time, because, I mean, when you have Robert the Doll who doesn't shut up, and you have <laughs> Officer 16 who thinks he knows everything, you don't really have to worry about talking. Um, right now, you know, so towards the end of last year, we left off with this cliffhanger that um, one of the goat people, which is also of real lore, um, has been in a coma. And she's trying to solve the crime of how he got into a coma. Um, this was after she defeated the Melon Heads, which is also a true story. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the melon head uh, lore but no. that's been yeah it's been documented on uh, history channel and i watched all history channel um and there was these kids that were born with oversized brains which would then make their skull bigger now these kids were experimented on because back you know way back in the 50s and the 40s they were trying to see if these kids were like aliens because everyone's going aliens crazy with war of the world and they basically experimented on these poor kids who just had um i guess i don't know the proper term for it but it's like the elephant of the brain um and there's nothing wrong with them but the thing is is that you know in these lores doctors would die and they didn't know how these doctors died and kids would escape and they said that these kids would escape and they would start little colonies in the caves and so i was like you know what let's use that so we did um and they became cannibals that was their their lore so you know we were able to work on cannibalism and it was really fun um but you know we went to this coma story and after 72 hours the bride had to take a nap and so right now we're in her dream and we've been running her dream for uh i believe 12 weeks and we're gonna be running her dream for a total of 18 to 20 weeks we haven't decided if those last two pages are necessary um but right now that's why like a lot of people go in there saying hey well where's the color but like well if you go back to this page the color's there because we do it black and white and gray uh, right. right right now it looks like sketch art uh we did instead of doing the grays um ibai my artist he's amazing um he puts that old school dot art in there where it's just instead of uh, a shade or black he puts the the black dots and believe it or not he doesn't use gradient he actually puts the dots in every to everywhere no oh, kidding God. yeah what he does is he told me he makes a box of dots in photoshop um, and then he takes the box and he puts it where he wants to put it. But he has to sit there and make like a three-inch box dot on Photoshop and then just pop them in wherever he wants to. And wow. he doesn't he does them for every page because every page it's a different gradient because some will be going left, some will be going right, up, right. down, and you know one corner to the other corner. Um, so that's why a lot of people are like, hey, we're, why aren't you guys coloring this? Like, well, if you go back, you see we're in a dream sequence right now. So wow. right now we're, we're still in the dream sequence. Uh, what we're doing with it is um, I don't know about you guys, but um, I can – I know a lot of people say they can't, but I can remember a lot of my dreams. I have a recurring, I have like two or three recurring dreams that it's the same dream always. And it happens every so often. It's the same dream. And I have like two of them that consistently happen, I guess you could say monthly. Um, really? So this, yeah, this is her consistent. I kind of just took something that happens with me and I gave it to her. And she has this recurring dream and her recurring dream is how she came to life and how she um, got treated by Frankie in their relationship when they were together. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's coming to a close soon and she's going to wake up and we're going to continue on with the coma with the coma story. I just wanted to I felt like we were doing the coma story and it was fun, but I felt like I wanted to get a little more serious um, just because 
I wanted to, um, I guess you could say, bring in a different audience. Sure. Um, so what I did was I cut back on Robert the doll, but I didn't want to take him out of the story. So I was like, you know what? Let's put her to sleep. Let's do a dream. And everybody was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so you're not really getting comedy right now. Right now you're getting, like we did a whole storyline. Uh, story well, the storyline is 18 pages. Um, but the past three weeks she was dealing with um, domestic uh, abuse. So we got to give you a little aspect of that, and I put like a little ad up for um, the domestic abuse websites and how people can go and get help. Um, so it's really cool, and that actually gave me some attention because a lot of people are like, wow, this comic's doing this. I'm like, yeah, well, we're using a female protagonist. She's a very strong character, but she wasn't always strong. She was, at one point, she was weak, and she was a victim of domestic abuse. Awesome how this uh, has such a rich backstory. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're busting our asses. <laughs> I, it sounds like it, I'd say. It's a labor of love. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, and, and we don't get paid for it. I mean, we have a Patreon. Nobody goes to it, but it's whatever. Um, <laughs> we, somebody told me to do it, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And at this point, we're just like, "Whatever." It's kind of just up there, um, yeah. but we haven't. I mean, people email us like, "Hey, I wish I had money to help you." I'm like, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do is, um, you know, my partner Frank Mueller over at Aces and Ace Press, um, right. we're gonna bring we're gonna bring see you next Tuesday, and we're gonna collect it and put it at Aces and Ace Press. We're gonna go through comicsology submit and we're gonna print some issues to see how it comes out um but right now I, i'm right now i'm focused on getting the story done um this story was planned to be about 100 pages and we're you know in the 70s now so we have to get to the 100 page mark first sure well but uh that's we gotta wake awesome. her up and yeah we're trying to do our best man um it, it's this comic actually was something that just I always wanted to do something with the Bride of Frankenstein because the actress I just think is dropped dead gorgeous and um, the, that movie was always so good and I was like what happens like because the movie ended and she didn't accept him to marry her and but what happens you know right. what I mean so I'm writing what happens and because these characters are all in the public domain I could do it Hey, nice. there you yeah. go. Nice. Yeah, I took advantage of all the laws and copyrights. I checked, I checked out everything before I did it. Um, you know, I went to, I even went to my local um, copyright office. I was like, hey, can I do a character with these? They're like, yeah, you can. You just got to name them something else. I was like, really? That's it? And they're like, yeah, and they can't look like anybody's ever played them. So I was like, that's it. And they're like, yep. I was like, good. Goodbye. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. And, and, you know, you could do anything with all of the lore. Like, there's so much lore in the world. Like, we haven't even touched the surface of what we're doing. Like, I tell people this what we're doing, this first hundred pages, is, is only the prologue. It's not even the story. We're not even there yet. Holy cow. Yeah, I, I in my head, like, I see this as, you know, me and everybody, we're partners. And we're partners in, the, in this venture. And... We decided that no matter what we work on, we're always going to work on See You Next Tuesday until it's done. Yeah, um, man. And our goal, our goal is, you know, 600 pages. I know it's a big goal, um, but that's that's 30 issues of 20 pages. So that's the goal. I don't know if we're going to get there, but we're going to try. If we did get there, it would take, you know, 600 divided by 52. So about, you know, that much time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, well, we're, it we're seems trying. Like we're your hard work's really uh, paying off, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, we get, we've had influxes from, you know, we went from ten people a week to a hundred and fifty people a week to ninety people a week. So it's every week is different. I don't know. I can't figure out the algorithm. I'm just glad people come. Nice man, and we'll be able to help direct more people over that mm -hmm. way through our website. 
Um, you also, though, on top of having all this on your plate, are working on a book called Soul Man that you let us uh, take a preview of that's going to be running on Kickstarter come May 31st, correct? That is correct. Currently, people can go and actually um, sign up for it uh, just to get the newsletter. We're giving a lot of advanced art on the newsletter uh, over at soulman.launchrock.com. Okay. Um, but right now, actually, that's funny. That story, Soul Men, we, me and Nibai started working on that before we started working on See You Next Tuesday. No um, kidding. Yeah. It was, we wanted to, I, you know, because Soul Men is like, it's it's horror. It's horror comedy, right? Right. Um, and it's meant to be horror comedy. It's almost like if Supernatural and Ghost, and Supernatural and Ghostbusters and Bill and Ted's had a baby, it would be Soul Men. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, I can totally yeah. see that. That's our. That's the goal. Um, and you know, I've I've pitched it around. Uh, I have you know a few contacts here and there, and everybody said you know the same thing. You know, this is really good. Um, but we don't have room in our lineup. I've been told it's not the style of the certain publisher. I've been told that it's too similar to other pub to what the publisher is currently publishing. But everybody that I've spoken to is just like you know keep pursuing, it, keep pursuing it. And then I got a little bit of um, help from somebody who's been in comics for a while, and he uh, he told me, hey, listen, do a Kickstarter. He's like, do a Kickstarter, and you'll get everybody's attention. Um, so I said, you know, what do you think? And he's like, do a Kickstarter for issue one. We actually have the first five issues done we have the whole first trade done oh, wow. um Jeez. yeah that's been our pitching point to a lot of people we've had the first five issues done for three months um we it took us uh it took us seven months to do five issues so we're done and we just before we go and pursue further we want to see if we can you know get a market so that's where the kickstarter comes in and we're gonna be looking for 1500 bucks to print the first issue and um our stretch goals are going to be the pdfs of all five issues oh nice, nice. Yeah, and then we like we have like I'm putting it up there just for the hell of it, but I have this extra you know stretch goal. I try to figure out how much it would cost to do a hardcover. A lot of money, by the way. It's about ten grand to do a hardcover of 500 copies. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it's insane. So anybody who tells you that you know comics is cheap, they're lying. It would it would cost like ten grand. So we put the the, our ultimate goal, our ultimate ultimate stretch goal is is a fifteen grand is to hit. 15 grand i don't think we're gonna hit that but um we could but you never know uh, but if we do we're actually gonna give everybody who buys a floppy first issue the hard copy oh, oh man very generous yeah yeah we're gonna yeah that's how we're gonna do it so and the floppy first issue is actually gonna be um it's gonna be seven bucks so because we're gonna do the pdf at at five um and I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, it's expensive. Thing is, you're going to get the PDF uh, at five. But now if you go to seven, you're not only going to get the first issue, you're also going to get our flyer. And, you know, what I mean, you get the flyer for it. You get right. the first issue. And if you can get friends to help you, if we can hit the $15,000, everybody's getting a hard copy who, you know, got at least a floppy. Right. Man, that's awesome to get a hard so, copy of the book. Yeah. Yeah. It so that's happen. It yeah, can that's happen. The, I hope. That, that's the business aspect of it but for the story um, so the story is simple um, so Rigby is a he's part he used to be part of a duo a comedy duo they just can't stand up comedy and it was with his brother uh, Cliff but Cliff passed away now Rigby's kind of a depressed comedian um, until one night where 
Cliff comes back in the form of a ghost and he tells Rigby, I need your help. And Rigby's, you know, what do you need? What, what could I do? How could I help you? He tells him we have to be soul men. Rigby doesn't understand. So Cliff explains to him that in order for Cliff to get into heaven um, and in order for Rigby's sins to get all washed away, they need to be soul men. And soul men are a God's agency who guide lost or reluctant souls to heaven or hell. So, you know, maybe a soul doesn't want to go to heaven right away or hell right away. They escape. They're roaming the earth. It's the soul men's job to retrieve them and put them in their proper place. Um, at the same time, you also have demons who escape from hell and angels who escape from heaven. So you have to bring them back. That's the job of the soul men. But, you know, they're not quite sure um, how to do this because they're new to this. So <laughs> they're... They get an instructor, and, and their instructor is none other than the king himself, Elvis yes. Presley. So, oh, okay. See, I didn't see that page. It's the very last page. Yep. yep. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, but that is, you know, it's. We want to do our best to give you everybody a great story, and our goal is to. You know, do horror like it's never been done before. And besides Ghostbusters, I don't know what other comic is doing horror comedy. No, no. There really aren't any, are mm. there? Yeah, that's my goal whenever I do make a comic. I want to do something that nobody else is doing. And this, again, this is what everybody, this is the same exact artist from See You Next Tuesday, but he's doing a different style of art. Um, you can so definitely he, tell that, too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, he's very prolific, and the reason I wanted him to do Soulman, he likes to draw monsters. Like he likes to draw monsters, he likes to draw demons and ghosts. Um, so I always draw to the artist's strengths. Um, so you know, anything else I've ever done, I've done Ninja Baseball Man, the comic. I've done uh, a couple other web comics. I always draw to the strength. I always write to the strengths of the artist, and he likes to draw demons. But his number one strength is his facial expressions, um, and that's what we take advantage of with Soulman is all the facial expressions from fear to comedy um we do bit we do bits where you know and, and you see in issue one where something happens that the pay, the next panel is silent two characters looking at each other next panel they start laughing you actually feel like <laughs> yeah. laughing you know um and you know when we get to issue one we want to so issue one you get the PDF and the floppy at 1500 bucks now if you hit the two grand you get in the PDF of issue two so where the the goal of the Kickstarter is to print issue one, but my personal goal and Ibai's personal goal is to get to five grand so we can give everybody all the PDFs. That's our you know I guess you could say our regular um, achievable goal and our stretch stretch super stretch goal is to hit the fifteen grand. Everybody gets a hard cover. I guess a hard cover. Man, how generous again! I mean, yeah. Like you yeah, said, that's I mean, freaking expensive. <laughs> yeah, we're we're basically we wouldn't make a dime. We actually, even if we print it, we're not going to make a dime. It's it's literally we're it's the labor of love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The Kickstarter is to obviously hit it and get the money so you can print it. But I want exposure. That's all I care about. I, I don't. Everybody's the same way. We don't care about money. We just care about exposure. I mean, come on. We've given seventy-two pages for free already of our webcomic. <laughs> <laughs> We're, our goal, we're in it for the long run. I'm only 26 years old, so I feel like I have some time to go, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just got a, I got an early start. I went to film school to write comics. It makes no sense, I know, but that's what, <laughs> that's what I did. Hey, whatever works, and it seems like it's yeah. working pretty well for you. At 26, you got a hell of a good start going, man. Oh, yeah, thank you. Directing. 
What's that? Save it. Doing Save film it school. It would help with directing. Wonder. Yeah, it's it's it does. I mean, um, it, it's really you know what it has to do with. And people always said, you know, I if you meet me, I'm not a, I'm not a funny person. Like not that I'm not you know, I I, I don't suck, but I'm not you know. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's things like that, like I, what I just said. Like I hit you with, you know, something that you're not expecting for me to say, right. um, and I just kind of take that into my comics because I've always noticed that, like, I'll say something and I have no filter, so people will laugh. So I'm like, well, let me take this into my comics. Because um, originally <laughs> when I started, like, I started off, I'm gonna be the most serious writer. I'm gonna be Alan Moore, blah blah blah. And then before I was like, no, I don't want to be Alan Moore. I just want to write funny. So. Right. I mean, I don't want to be pigeonholed, but I can, I can do the deep stuff. I mean, I'm doing it to you next Tuesday, but I like to let loose. And that's what Soul Man is. It's me letting loose. And it has to do with timing. It's what it is. And, and, and like right. you said, like directing and shot calling, like it's really shot calling. Every The way I write, I write in full script. Um, so what I do is I direct the panel and then I save the dialogue. And what happens is I send it to Ibai and he takes a look at it. And what he does is say his ideas. Um, it's easy. I, we work We work on timing. So if he sends me pencils, I say, okay. Then I send it back. Then he sends inks. He says, okay. I can't work like that. It takes too long. So right. I, I'm about speed. I, I, I keep it very business oriented. So I'm like, listen, this is it. If you have any changes, write me the changes and we'll do it. So sometimes he'll flip panels. Sometimes he'll be like, hey, listen, I can make this smaller. Sometimes I'll give him three panels. He'll, he'll send a page back and say, listen, this needs to be five panels. It needs to be slower. So I said, okay, let's do it. So he has free range. As long I always tell him, as long as you don't switch my dialogue, you know, just do what you have to do. And sometimes um, he'll just say, hey, can we tighten this dialogue up? Or, hey, can you say something here? So boom, boom, done. Um, but, you know, we work fast. We get about three to four pages on a week. And we're working on two we work on two books. We were, getting, we were getting two pages of See You Next Tuesday done and two pages of Soul Men done a week. Um, but now Soul Men's kind of, you know, we're kind of we started working on issue six just to like you know not lose our pacing sure um but what we decided is we're actually gonna uh, we just heard that oni press is opening their um submissions in may so we were just like screw it let's come up with a pitch and i've i have a book of pitches so i was just like hey pick one and you know that's pretty much how i picked it and gave it to him and he loved it so that's what we're gonna work on um awesome but we're we're a team you know what i mean sure um, but, you know, if things are successful and we actually get that picked up, then uh, we want to do Soul Men as seasons. So we want to do like season one, season two, and come out two seasons a year. And um, I think that would be hard because it took us, like I said, it took us seven months to do five issues. So I don't know. Well, that's including the webcomic that slows us down. Um, so I, I don't know, but if anything, you can just do one season a year. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's five issues a year, and just submit it. You know, if we can't get somebody to pick Soulman up, we'll just do it ourselves on Comicsology Submit and through Aces and H Press. Right. So one way or another, we're going to see Soulman. But oh, yeah. Yeah. if you support yeah, the Kickstarter, you're going to get some awesome benefits in doing so. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, too, we have. Um, I got a paperweight made of the King, and um, this is exclusive. I haven't told anybody this. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> So we got this paperweight, right? And it's this clear paperweight, but in it is etched is the king from um, doing the pose from a later issue. Actually, from <laughs> issue two. But uh, it looks awesome. It came out really good. Uh, it's about uh, three inches by five. No, it's actually four inches by two inches. Um, but it's a nice small little paperweight, and you could, you know, it works great. And um, 
The best part about it is that's only going to be our $15 reward. So if you add eight bucks to the floppy, you get you get the king paperweight. But we're only doing 50 of those because they're expensive. But yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> But wow. you know, it's we're cool. we're yeah. yeah we're really business oriented um, as far as this goes. I'm not doing t-shirts because I've done so much research on Kickstarter and I've spoken to so many people. Nobody buys the damn t-shirts, so I'm not going to waste yeah. my money. <laughs> not wasting my money. Right. Um, true. <laughs> and we're right now we're working on getting um, somebody, an artist from Image. Um, I can't really say who it is because we're in talks. Um, I'm trying to get an artist from Image to uh, work on the variant cover. Um, if we can get them, great. If we can't, we're going to keep keep looking to find somebody. But we're definitely going to do a variant. We're probably going to print about 100 copies of a variant that's Kickstarter exclusive. You can only find it there. Nice, man. But that's, you know, that's all about, that's the networking aspect of it. So you got to network, you got to BS, talk to people, and you got to find out what fits our budget. Because uh, we do have a budget. That's how Kickstarter works. And, sure. you know, like I said, we're not... The Kickstarter is not going to make us money. It's it's going to break even, and that's the way we. It's going to break even um, because that's the way we budgeted it, um, and we gave ourselves a little leeway in case we were off with any of our shipping prices or anything like that. Sure, which a lot of people typically are. They're like, I didn't yeah. like their first Kickstarter. Like, I had no idea how much shipping would cost. Mm -hmm. well, luckily, I'm actually a shipping manager at a, oh. where I work, so I know exactly what shipping costs everywhere in the world. So you're um, ahead of the game all over the place. You're breaking <laughs> pages out every week. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like I said, like I take everything I've ever learned and I put, apply it to here. Like where I work, I'm a shipping manager, which means I have people who work under me. So I know how to work with an artist. Um, shipping manager also means I know how much it costs to ship things. And on top of that, I work with inventory flow. So I know how to work with inventory. So it, this is all comics related. So I feel like the job I have now is actually teaching me how to, you know, proceed in comics. The inside track will yeah. sell. Brooklyn <laughs> yeah it's, inventory it's and logistics very yeah nice, right man. It's, it's crazy got it yeah I feel like if you if you want to succeed you got to know every part of the business yep. sure absolutely good advice yeah definitely yeah. well man we want to really thank you for being on the show and sharing so many of your projects with us um, again listeners can find see you next Tuesday on see you next com. that's the letter C it. the letter U the word next and then t-u-e-s dot com and then on may 31st he's going to be launching the kickstarter for soul man and we'll also have a link on our website to help direct people your way all right man awesome i really appreciate it anytime man thank you for being with us jack what else we got on the website show recaps videos trailers photos of stuff we talked about on the show Candir Video Game Store, Comic Book Store, and Movie Store. Don't forget to find us on Twitter at Canned Air Pod and Instagram at Canned underscore Air. Put a visual with what you're hearing on the show. Uh, anything else? Did, uh, didn't you want to put your, uh, at the very beginning of the show, you said you wanted to put a tweet out? Oh, yeah. I, I put a tweet out, but anybody can follow me at SalVB, S-A-L-V-E-Y-B. And um, if you guys want to sign up for the uh, Soul Men uh, newsletter, what you do is you get you get art before it comes out. Uh, it's all preview art, and that's at soulmen.launchrock.com. Very nice. You put a link on, that web, yeah. on our website for that, too. Awesome. We'll get as many of our listeners your way as we can, so... I really appreciate it. I'll try to get as many of my uh, readers your ways. I could. Awesome. Yeah. An equal trade. Yes. <laughs> A fair trade indeed. All right. Well, uh, until next week, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And I was Sal Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time, everyone. See ya. Do the Mario swing your 
arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, just like that. Man, that was another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get some scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Uh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, Marvel God! Science, science, science! Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes, yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.